You are now tuned in to the Off the Porch Podcast with the podcast point guard Derek Lamont. Coming off them screens, hitting them threes, giving you that information that you need. Coming back through, coming off that screen, hitting you with that backdoor bass, giving you them easy buckets of information the only way I can. So we on episode eight, part two. LeBron giving out hidden messages. I want to really come into this really open-minded. Because like I said, the people that he was talking to and he was referring to, which would be Jenny Buss, Rob Palenka, and I feel lightly Russell Westbrook, if he's still going to be there. It is detrimental that the Lakers understand what he is saying, okay? When LeBron James makes the statement that he has a championship or bust mentality and that that is what's on his mind and that's what he's eating, that's what he's sleeping, and that's what he's breathing. And it's frustrating that everybody in the building is not leaning into that approach and it has to be Jenny and Rob which I'm going to get to them a little bit deeper into how this goes into it but current state of the Los Angeles Lakers the cash strap they had no real significant picks that they could make a move no real assets because well, they gave those draft picks and they gave those assets mostly to New Orleans and Washington. And I understand, I understand you're going to be like, oh, so what are you saying? You would have just kept Brandon Ingram and so forth and not went for Anthony Davis when LeBron was already pressuring similar That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying to you is just in life, you have decisions. You go down one road or you make another, you have your consequences. When they first went into that decision to go for Davis, it was absolutely a no-brainer because for one, yes, he might have had some injuries, but nothing truly significant or anything that was totally telling that it was a strong possibility that he was going to still be as injury prone as he is now. Also in that same breath, when they first went into that, even when they made that move, they had a little bit more flexibility to make the moves that that were needed at that present moment to have a competitive team. Now, also in that same breath, I do count the bubble year as a year and a championship. They all was under the same conditions. We can have that conversation at a whole nother time about the bubble. I think there should be a documentary about the bubble. Come on, man. We had people escaping the bubble to get chicken wings, people. All right. Strip club chicken wings are dead. Not knocking it. I'm just saying. Sounds like it's got to be a heck of a documentary. But as we go on with the Lakers, 
I think for LeBron, as I've said in a previous episode, when a person shows you who they are, you should believe them. As I said in Kevin Durant, where at one point I would not be surprised if he was, you know, trying to get to Golden State or, you know, as soon as things get rough, you know, he decides to leave, which, like I said, it's his choice. Owners can send you about anywhere they want to unless you got that no trade clause. So I feel like you should have the right to play where you want to play. Also in that breath, at that time, you had Dennis Schroeder, their point guard. You still had Kuzma. You still had Harold. Guys that were and are still in this league being very productive, highly productive. Maybe not to the level that maybe they early, they early show of production might have thought it would have escalated to more. But LeBron will leave if the right moves are not made and will have no conscience whatsoever. You having no draft picks, you know, having no cap, having no way to make any money. He's got this year. If this year does not go right, and that's all he is really saying right now, and he's saying it as nice as he can. Hey, either fix this or I'm going to have to make a move. Okay? Because, yes, it will be an astounding and great accomplishment for him to pass Kareem for the scoring title. It will be tremendous. But LeBron is still wanting rings. He wants to put the goggles on again and the champagne flow. He's ready. It's his time to him. His window is small and he doesn't want to leave it like this. He has really been a non-factor in the playoffs for the last two years. He's playing with a point guard who is not a point guard, okay? He's playing with a big man who can't consistently play as a big man for 82 games because for whatever reason, he cannot stay healthy. And then we hear that a lot of the hangup for not having a Kyrie Irving there now, or at least at bare minimum, Buddy Heald, so you can at least get some kind of perimeter shooting that goes with LeBron draft picks. Okay? Okay? All right. Anthony Davis is a foundational player. When healthy, you gave up draft picks. You didn't mind. Well, right now, you are in a championship or bust situation. Your leader, your face of your team, the face of the league is in championship or bust mode. Like the Rams, F those draft picks as he liked. Okay, let's be real about it. Let's be truthful. Let's call a spade a spade. He is ready to unleash. He, he's seeing Giannis reach a trajectory that is now passing him as far as who's the greatest in the league. You have Ja Morant, who is scrappy, who is hungry, who is out there. Steph Curry, who wants a piece of that legacy. Kawhi is going to probably be back next year, and he's going to be trying to get his face back, people. You got all this young, hungry star, Jason Tatum, 
been to the finals. Now he's done had that taste of the finals. Jalen Brown, who you can talk to in the same breath as Jason Tatum, people. You got Luka Doncic over there in Maryland with the um, with the Mavericks, over there with the great Jason Kidd, trying to cook up something to see what they can make pull off. LeBron sees what the league is going to and what the trajectory of it. The Phoenix Suns right now still have DeAndre Ayton looking to try to get back to the finals after being embarrassed by the Mavericks. And then you just sitting back talking about some draft picks. Some draft picks. Come on, people. Make it make sense. Let's really be real about it, people. Yes. When LeBron said that he wanted Russell Westbrook and it broke the, the whole Buddy Hill deal before he even went to Indiana. Okay, yes. That's on LeBron. But let's be real. Is it really on LeBron? Is it on the GM when at the end of the day, y'all write the checks, y'all make the final call, y'all have to take the heat if it don't work. I understand you want to make your star happy, but sometimes you have to save a person from they self. You have to. There's no way around it. LeBron is the face of the league. And yes, like I said, he has one year left. But if you don't listen to LeBron, but you make the smart move, and it translates into more wins and chance of contention, do you think he's going to walk away? No. You're building a trust, which right now I think is one of the biggest problems in the relationship between Jenny Buss, Rob Palenka, and LeBron James is LeBron James does not trust the decisions that they are making. You could have made moves to get Russell Westbrook off that team last year. Last season, when everything was struggling. But still, the whole thing because a team is just asking, hey, if we're going to take this $41 million that was at the time off your hands, can you at least do us the courtesy of giving us a draft pick for our compensation? And the Lakers acting like they're actually mortgaging a future that they have already mortgaged to somebody else. And now all of a sudden you covet draft picks. Now you value draft picks. And right now your back is against the wall because your star player, your star player, the face of the league is sitting back waiting to see what kind of move you can make. And he is not a dummy. One of the smartest players and businessmen to do it ever. He know your bread low. He know it's low. But the attempts that you can make to at least try to bring some players that can fit. LeBron needs shooters. He needs shooters. He needs Anthony Davis healthy. And you talking about the only thing hanging in the balance truly or bringing in Kyrie Irving, who for one, can get buckets. He can create his own shot. LeBron can take a night off and rest and take some of the miles off his body for a second with a Kyrie Irving there. Or if Anthony Davis happens to have to go out for a couple of weeks or even a month, Kyrie Irving can put up point production with the playmaking and IQ of LeBron James that they can be in every game that they play every night.
But the moves that you made, you got Thomas Bryant. Kendrick Nunn opted back in. I mean, I don't understand where they think that that's even adequate. You have a first-year head coach coming in. Mind you, he has been in the league. Great guy. Team guy. Players coach. Give him something to work with. See, he's he's smart enough. More than smart enough to know that he has a coach out there on that floor when LeBron's out there on the floor. But if Russell Westbrook is going to turn over the ball. And see, my thing with Russell is, I love his effort. I love the energy that he brings. But the efficiency is completely out the window. And they say that the market is small for Kyrie just for the fact that they don't want to have the drama or deal with it and so forth. All right. Kyrie came out his mouth and said that it was a mistake. He was young. He was immature. He should have stayed with LeBron. That should say it right there, people. You put that man in L.A. You put him with his big brother. One of the few people in the league that I feel gets Kyrie. Can mentally check Kyrie. Can get him to buy in. And then he start getting there. He start cooking. And maybe Anthony's a little tentative when the season first starts. Because you know he coming off that injury. But because Kyrie getting them buckets. Now people are coming. Closing in on Kyrie. And now it's just leaving lanes open for AD to put in work and cook and eat. Kyrie will play defense. If he's engaged. And I feel like if you hook him with LeBron, they are engaged. And no, I'm not saying that bringing Kyrie Irving in fixes your problem. But it doesn't hurt it. Okay? Because now, LeBron will probably re-sign for another year if it went successfully. And now that that year is over, okay, this works. Let's see what we can move. Let's see what we can shake. Let's see what pieces we can get in here. And let's really try to make this run. See, the problem with LeBron is even though it's championship or bust, well, I mean, what's not a problem is that even though that championship or bust mentality is dead, like there's no other option than a championship. Everybody understands how hard it is to win a championship. But if you put the effort in and you've done everything you can do to try to make this situation work and get your ego out the way, get it out the way, get it out the way. You, you, it just goes a long way, man. I know they, I understand when you look down in history that they rarely ask the question, who, who lost in Jordan's second championship ring okay me i know portland trailblazers somebody else that's casual i, I 
You see? You can make this work. And the other reason that I say that the effort is not there, because there's a lot of young talent that's maybe passed over that you can get at the same value and price point of these veterans who are, who are trying to chase a ring. And I'm not going to say that they're just giving the least amount of production, but maybe the amount of miles that's on their body, the games that they have played, that your bench can't be on rest management. You can't have your stars on rest management and then your bench got to be on rest management. That, that doesn't work. There needs to be an infusion of just young, hard-working, scrappy guys. And I know, yeah, they go pick these guys here and there. Like, they say, if I go, I need a shooter. Okay, the first person you think about is Reggie Bullock. But no, you need to really look at it and find out complementary pieces. Find complementary pieces. I understand, I understand that the cash is not there, but there are a lot of young guys that you don't even have to give 15 minutes to a game. It might not be even nothing but 12, 11 minutes a game, but they are efficient in those 12 or 11 minutes. Or a guy who might can't score a bucket, can't hit a free throw, but will snatch every board he possibly can, will dive on the floor. Those are the pieces that make championships. And L.A. know this. There's nothing but greatness oozing around them. They got the Rams winning the championship, and, and then they got that big, beautiful stadium, and they doing their thing. And then you got the Dodgers who stay on the, on the hunt for the championship. Clayton Kershaw and them boys. Shout out to Freddie Freeman. The Clippers, even though, even though they still just are irrelevant compared to all them other things that they have going on in L.A., they're still trying everything. Mr. Balmer, Mr. Billionaire Balmer is trying to spend money and bring every piece that he can to try to be in contention there. He's fighting and scrapping. Got Kawhi Leonard on his roster, Paul George on his roster, and he still has to scratch and claw to have any kind of relevancy in L.A. And look at the Lakers, who all they have to do is wake up that morning with Lakers on their chest, and they get to walk down the street with a different kind of strut, a different look in their eye, just a different swag. And this is what you give when you got not just your franchise play, but the face of the league. Top 10, a top 10 second guy in Anthony Davis or third guy if um, Kyrie was to join the team, if he is healthy. And then Kyrie, who you can put in the top 15 and then maybe top 10 when he's focused and he's geared, and he's engaged. That extra fight for the board, that dive for the ball, that extra read, that, that running through that screen, getting through that pick, that's what win championships. See, what people fail to realize, you hit the tag, showtime, showtime. The Lakers with Showtime. But do you ever notice in a lot of them highlights and clips of Showtime when Showtime's going down? It was coming off a steal. Coming off an efficient rebound with an efficient pass to Magic. And Magic looking up the court. Worthy cutting to the rim. And he's gliding to the rim for a dunk. 
It won't just, they was, oh, magic inbounds the ball and just runs down the floor and it just turns into magic. No, no, something had to instigate it for it to come. And it was playing defense. LeBron is still willing to play defense. Anthony Davis, are you willing to put on your big boy pants? Are you eating more steak? Are you eating more potatoes? And if not, are you willing to put weights in your thigh pads? Are you ready to play big boy ball? You can do it because I saw you in that boat. You were looking hungry in that boat. Get that hunger back. Get that hunger back, man. And if Russell Westbrook has to be on that team, okay? And we're not going to just say that like that's a bad thing because I don't blame Russell. But you're going to have to put Russell in a position for Russell to win. And that means take the ball off of Russell. And maybe Russell's not great at catching and shooting. Well, don't have Russell catching and shooting. Have Russell trying to cut to the goal, get the ball out of his hand before there's a turnover. But take him out of positions. Save him from himself. At this present moment, I do not have high hopes, at least on contention. Everybody's trajectory seems to be a lot higher. It seems to be a lot greater. Seems like they have a little more vision, kind of have an idea of where they're going. We have no clue where this team's going. We have absolutely no clue where this team is going. It just seems like it's a team in Los Angeles. Frank Vogel, I predicted early on in the year was going to lose his job. It's not his fault, but he didn't help his case. Realistically, I thought he was a dead man walking from the moment that he took the job. Because the simple fact, the head assistant coach was Jason Key. And the first thing that I had in my mind was, L.A. don't get this thing jumping off right early, or they don't get it right. They was going to have Jason Kidd in the bag, and he was going to come into the front, man, and something magical was going to happen, and then the Lakers would have something else to write magical in their their long-tenured history. And you messed around and let the Dallas Mavericks swipe him right off your coaching staff. So then when things really did get bad, you couldn't get rid of Frank. What, you gonna put in Fisdale? Mind you, I love David Fisdale. I think David Fisdale has a great mind. The basketball's a great guy. But let's be quite honest, his track record as a head coach has not been great. Who else was you going to plug into that situation at that time? And even thought that, could you, that you could right the ship. There was nobody you could bring in that was going to right that ship last year with the injuries and so forth. But you let Jason Kidd get out the door. So I knew that plan was out the window. And Frank Vogel's not a bad coach. I think the part that was astounding to me in the negative way was that a guy who is so defensive-minded 
and there was such a lack of effort on defense. So I'm going to have to account that he lost the locker room. I think Frank Vogel will get back into basketball. He'll be on a smaller market team at some point. And they'll be in the playoffs at times. You know, maybe he'll hit like nothing in the bottle. You never know. But shout out to Frank Vogel because he did get a ring out of it for what it's worth. I really thought that the Lakers was going to try to find a way to be creative. I knew that the salary cap had them really strapped, but I felt like there was going to be some kind of effort, some kind of creativity, try some kind of package, try to offer something. Even at the time when Kyrie wasn't on the table, I at least thought you might try to offer Russell Westbrook to a team that had like some young guns or whatever and try to make a try to make something happen. I knew that it was likely it was highly unlikely because I was like, doggone, maybe you could get them back to OKC and at least maybe they could pull Shea Gilgis out of that. You know, I mean, they was really on a rebuild. I mean, maybe Shea Gilgis and the money would match a little bit. At least that's some young athletic talent that could give you at least, I feel, better production at the time than Russell Westbrook. But now with them getting Chet Holgram and Josh Giddy is ready to get down, I don't know how likely Shea Gilgis is really going to get out of there. You know, he's getting the bag also, but he wasn't going to be making $47 million like Russell Westbrook was. It kind of reminds me around that time when Kobe tells the story that he was wanting out and was really about to force their hand. They were giving him nothing to work with. This kind of reminds me of Cleveland. The first time, West Coast edition. Except just a little bit better because, you know, he's got Anthony Davis. It's a mess, people. And LeBron was politely telling you on the shop that he recognized what the issue is at this present moment. What are you going to do about it? Jenny Buss, what are you going to do about it? Rob Palenka, what are you going to do about it? What what magic dust is going to pop out? What's going to make this happen? If, if Russell's on the team and they start off bad, and even if you just decide to bench him, who's coming in to play point? Like, who's coming off the bench? Who's going to do that? If there is an injury with Davis, you're really relying on, like, Thomas Bryant and... I'm sorry for my unpreparedness because I can't remember who the other gentleman is. But not really... I'm just not impressed with the moves. I guess that's the best way for me to put with that. I'm very unimpressed. I almost was like the team last year. Just minus, like the reason, so Carmelo. But I do hope, I do pray that some move is made. The last word that was said that the Kyrie thing is kind of stalled out. They hollered at Indiana about Buddy Hill. Maybe possibly Miles Turner. Get Russell over there. I wouldn't be mad at it, but I'm still like, who's the point guard? I need to check and see what Dennis Schroeder's doing. Maybe they could get Dennis Schroeder back. 
on some kind of well I don't know he it's just so it's it's such an open subject it's gonna be interesting to me to how this whole thing works but in closing LeBron James has a very little window and I understand business wise family wise this is a great move to be there in LA but as far as trying to get that championship I just don't think anything possibly can be done but we're going to sit back we're going to watch we're going to try to figure it out I thank you again for sitting down listening to these thoughts. Shout out to the Off the Porch Podcast family, People's Choice Podcast with Alvin Peoples, A1 Roberta Son, Big D, Danielle Bateman, Mario Vivas. Hey, everybody out there, I love you. If anybody hasn't told you, I love you. I value you. If you're wondering, you have a talent. Not sure if you should do it. Just remember, today's the day to just jump off the porch.